Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about our favorite food things, our content, what it's like to make our content, and any trending news we see. On this episode, in honor of vegans' very special month, <laughs> Veganuary, we thought we'd get into what is Veganuary and what's a good way to approach it. Yeah. It's like the month where vegans do not feel bad about promoting the lifestyle even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they just decided, you know, like we're going to we're going to take over January because Yeah, we're going to claim a month. Everybody's looking for a fresh start. We're going to give it a really catchy name so that we can kind of overshadow all the other people Is trying Veganuary to January that catchy. <laughs> you know what? It's not. I feel really dorky every time I say it. Yeah. But, you know, at least it's something. Yeah, no, it's something. It's something. (laughs) Moral of the episode. Yeah. Uh, But actually, before we get into the episode, you might have noticed in your feed that we have some new artwork for the podcast. You know, new year, new podcast artwork. Again. (laughs) Again. This one's here to stay, though. This one, I feel like, gives the podcast its own identity outside of two market girls really well and it really illustrates what we talk about in the podcast and like our what we at least aim to talk about in the central theme of everything we talk about which is food exactly i feel like with the title camera eats first and then the food surrounding it you get a good grasp of what you're getting into Mm -hmm. even though there there is a lot of there's a pretty big umbrella of things that we cover but it always comes back to Food. Food, yes. Food. Um, and I love the orange. I really, really <laughs> love the orange. I feel like it gives it, it its own, like, identity. Yeah, me too. And it, it complements our green, too. So Yes. All right. Well, enough about us. Let's talk about Veganuary. What is Veganuary? Um, so I actually looked up... Veganuary is a website. Yeah, it's oh, a dictionary. Sorry. I opened up a dictionary <laughs> and I looked up the word Veganuary. Didn't find it. Oh, so weird. I went to Google. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Um, so January, like, it's actually, it's pretty interesting. It's like a good marketing thing because it's a nonprofit organization, Veganuary. Like, that is what they're called. It's not this, like, random month, like, dry January. That's not, I assume that's not the name of an organization, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so Veganuary is a nonprofit organization that encourages people worldwide to try vegan for January and beyond. So during the 2021 campaign, apparently, more than half a million people took the pledge to try a vegan diet. Wow. Which is really cool. Um, more than 825 new vegan products and menu options were launched in our key campaign countries. That's a lot. What are key campaign countries? <laughs> I don't know. I guess okay. the countries they actually market in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it says throughout the year, Veganuary encourages and supports people and businesses alike to move to a plant-based diet as a way of promoting the environment, preventing animal suffering, and improving the health of millions of people. Now, one thing I will note that I think is actually an important designation here is that they only talk about diet, which I never noticed before. Yeah. I always thought it was like diet was like a starting place, but they're like the whole point of it was to you know a vegan lifestyle rather than just a diet yeah yeah wait so if they only talk about the diet should it shouldn't it be plant plant based plantuary <laughs> yeah <laughs> or plantuary <laughs> plantuary both great names yeah 
And it did it start in the UK? I've always associated it with the UK. And like they said, it usually is. Veganuary is when a lot of companies, like we get, we do product announcements and things throughout the year, but it always feels like there's a lot of special ones in January. I feel like brands have like caught on that January for like vegans, but also for non-vegans. It's, it actually has become this thing, Veganuary, at least in North America. And I imagine the UK. So I feel like brands have caught on that like this is a very good time to announce vegan products. They'll get more publicity maybe than they normally would, exactly. especially for a smaller brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, it's a UK nonprofit organization. So I guess it started in the UK. Okay, cool. So we kind of want to get into how to approach it as a new vegan. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I don't know. So I I thought of this idea for a podcast because I feel like Veganuary can be a really intimidating thing because I feel like I don't know how it started. Like, I don't know how the organization framed it, but I feel like people now frame it in whatever way they want. And typically, I mean, even the organization does it where it's you go vegan for 31 days, the month of January, which Mm. all fine. But I think it can be very intimidating for somebody who is completely new to vegan. Like, I feel like that's something that's like, easy for a vegetarian or somebody who's already you know had non-dairy milk or had vegan options or likes vegetables but like I feel like veganuary can be so intimidating because it's a very all or nothing approach it's no January you don't eat meat you don't eat animals yeah it's intimidating but at the same time I feel like it's also presented in a way that oversimplifies it and so you either you're intimidated by it and you don't even want to attempt it or you think it's going to be way simpler and then two days in you're like oh my gosh what am I doing because that <laughs> literally did happen to me oh yeah <laughs> when, yeah because I'm thinking now when we we started our blog in September of 2016 and so when we first started our blog I was still eating chicken and fish yeah I think I hadn't gone vegetarian or vegan and so January 2017 I was like okay maybe I should go vegan and a few days into it, I was like, oh, no, I'm not prepared. I did not plan very well. I don't know what I'm doing. How about we just do vegetarian? And so I kind of like, my mom noticed I wasn't eating meat <laughs> and stuff. And she's like, what's going on here? I'm just trying something. Don't talk. Don't call attention to it. I don't want to screw up. Yeah. But see, like even that, like you were used to at least not eating something. So like you had already cut out, was it? beef at that point pork and beef at that point so like you were already used to it and your mom is a fairly healthy person and sometimes veganism crosses with that kind of healthy person lifestyle so you're already used to kind of alternatives to things um and like that was still intimidating for you so like imagine somebody who like eat eats meat like every single meal of the day or like eats eggs eats cheese like i can't even imagine like again i went vegan overnight but like, it is so hard to do. Yeah, because we talk. I think the other thing, especially with Veganuary, is if somebody does want to go vegan, we talk a lot about like the big things. So the meat, the dairy, yeah, the eggs and all that kind of stuff. But there are so many little, little things that you don't even realize you have to think about until you read a label and you're like, oh, oh, that's out. <laughs> well, that's out. That's out. <laughs> Yeah, like, honestly, I think the hardest thing is just reading labels and knowing what you're looking for. Yeah, especially because 
if you haven't had to read labels, like you've never had an allergy or anything like that, when you first look at an ingredient list, sometimes there's a lot of really big words. And I remember trying to Google all these really long words <laughs> and being like, what am I doing? And the, my favorite is like sometimes like it wouldn't, oftentimes it's not just like, yes, this is made from this. It's like a sciencey explanation to what it is. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I still like, do I have to look up this definition now? Yeah, it's almost like you need, like, I don't, going vegan kind of with you as a guide, even though you weren't formally a guide, kind (laughs) of helped me understand things like labels and the words that you do need to look out for and the words that you don't need to worry about. But, like, if you're just going solo, like, it is so much to follow. Oh, so much. Like, I, so I went vegan overnight, but I also did, like, I got, like, really into it really quickly. It wasn't like, (laughs) like, I, like, I started, uh, I got really into, oh, she glows the blog. Um, I bought her cookbooks. I just got really into it really quickly where I was actually, like, interested in, like, how to do things and everything. But a lot of people aren't that interested in food. (laughs) Like, they just want to try something new. They want to see if they can do it. They want to do it but they're not that into food so they like it needs to be easier for them because not everyone's like a weird food nerd <laughs> and that's a, another good point too because at that time I wasn't either right I had just started doing food stuff with you I wasn't a good cook that's for sure <laughs> um, so that all of that together is a huge learning curve so I think that's why we want to get into looking at beginuary as less of an all-in and more of a what are some sustainable habits that you can start practicing so maybe not by the end of 31 days you're vegan but like if you want to do it in three months or you want to do it in six months like what are some milestones or some things that you can gradually work towards or work your way out of eating yeah like what i wish veganuary was was not a challenge to go vegan for 31 days because I feel like anytime a challenge is involved, people you set somebody up for failure because people like the littlest thing, people are going to be like, well, I didn't do like I didn't wasn't vegan for 31 days, so I can't do this. Um, so you're setting them up to have a negative emotion towards the thing they're trying. I feel like instead what veganuary should be is something where they give you sustainable steps and habits, like you said, that people can take to add to their lifestyle rather than taking things away from their lifestyle. And then slowly they can shift whatever they need to shift to either go plant-based or go more plant-based. I never realized this connection before, but how much Veganuary does kind of mirror diet culture, right? Because the problem with so many diets is that they're not sustainable. They are inherently usually short-term and not that's why they're not really helpful yeah so because it only focuses on those 31 days and you just got to get through those 31 days and you have to be perfect about it like all of those things are a recipe for not staying vegan yeah like I think anytime you frame something as like a challenge or doing this you the only way people will feel good about it is if they've done it perfectly they didn't slip up once and also, I find anytime it's a challenge, like like diet culture, you're like, oh, I can't wait until this is over because at the end of 31 days, I can have a steak or I can have cheese again. or I can like I feel like it just makes you look forward to the end of it. And something that we talk about so, so much with veganism is that it should not be about 
perfection. It's you can have little slip ups all the time or you don't even need to be a perfect 100% 100% of the time vegan. That's not really what we the mass population sh- needs to be working towards. Like it, it means way more to have a lot of people making all those little changes instead of a few people going all in and being perfect. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that I think makes veganism feel not approachable and intimidating is this idea that you can't fail or you can't be like 80% or 75%. Because it doesn't feel like that is accepted or represented as much or talked about as much. Yeah, exactly. Like I... I really don't care what you eat. I really don't care what people eat at all. Like, I don't, like, yes, I don't want people to eat animals. I don't want animals to die. But at the end of the day, I don't care what you eat. I would just, like, if you're going to eat animals, eat it once a week instead of every meal of every day. Yeah. And, I mean, the amazing thing right now is that it only keeps getting easier in most cases to find substitutes for the things that you really really like like having those quote-unquote whole foods in your diet that aren't like processed food is important whether you're vegan or not right you don't want to be eating processed food all the time but there are a lot of good substitutes right now that can help if you want to eat less of the animal-based processed foods you know um but yeah so i feel like we should like talk about actionable things you can do in january that are smaller than go vegan (laughs) i feel like a popular one is the whole meatless monday which tends to continue throughout the year but it probably originated with veganuary right i think yeah i i think probably i think the only i also have issues with vegan or meatless monday sometimes is when people stop at meatless monday Mm -hmm. where they're like oh i do meatless monday so i'm fine and i'm like no (laughs) You should still try and see other things or, you know, try and take dairy out of your diet if you can or, you know, bake with only vegan things, but use milk like cow's milk in your coffee if you need to, whatever it is. That's that's the only thing I have against meatless Mondays is I find a, it's become this like thing to be for people to be like, oh, I'm vegetarian on Mondays. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if like the rest of what you typically eat throughout the week is like really really animal heavy then that definitely doesn't balance out very well (laughs) yes but i do think meatless monday is a good starting point i think it's a great starting point exactly because sometimes it only takes a few dishes to be your gateway dish into wanting more plant-based meals i think one of the things that people can do in january as opposed to going vegan is trying to find a vegan version of a favorite that you have so if you really like mac and cheese you know try a couple different recipes or try some vegan boxed mac and cheese like i think that's a better quote-unquote challenge to do is like do little things you know do things that will actually set you up to live a more plant-based lifestyle later on Mm. do you think that that might almost be risky though to pick a favorite because then i feel like you're gonna go into it with the mindset of it needs to taste exactly and that's also something a lot of people should probably think about when they're trying plant-based options is that it's not always going to be exact but it might still taste good yeah i always just go in looking for something that you really enjoy the taste of yeah not for replicas 
Exactly, which is a tough thing to remember when you're first starting out. And I think it's still something that I talk to my family about when they try like, oh, a new cheese or something, some kind of new vegan product. And I try it and we're all kind of like, well, it might not be exactly like what it's claiming to be, but it still tastes good. But it's a shame that they gave it maybe that name because it sets people up with expectations. I personally, I like starting with favorites only because I find if you find a favorite that you like, like there's a substitute for or a uh, non-dairy or a meatless or a vegan version of it, I find you are more keen to try other things because you're like, oh, this thing that I really, really enjoy, I can also really, really enjoy it without the animal products. Mm. So I think it's, it's like an easier gateway i can understand if the thing i probably used a bad example of mac and cheese because i, I think was gonna cheese say yeah, is a really cheese. Oh, man. cheese is a really bad one for people <laughs> um but i feel like like something like especially with the substitutes we have like burgers like i think yeah. we got really good burger substitutes i was just thinking that in beyond or impossible so i yeah. feel like or like um like a meaty pasta sauce or something mm-hmm. like that like i feel like we have really good substitutes for that stuff right now so like finding that kind of stuff maybe stay away from cheese as a favorite for now <laughs> you know what that's actually a really good tip in itself is because a lot of people who don't go or think they can't go vegan they say cheese is the reason right so don't start with cheese and for me cheese was the very last thing i gave up Because then in January 2018, I was like, this is the year. I'm ready. I did a year of transitioning to vegetarian throughout the year. And I remember kind of like New Year's Eve going into 2018. I was like, this is the last cheese thing I'm going to eat. Or this is, you know. And that was okay because throughout the year I had also tried other cheese substitutes. So I had some ideas and I was kind of, I was okay with it. But I would say like, don't try to do cheese first. And it's okay if it takes you a while to stop eating cheese. Mm. It's fine. Um, I also think something that probably a lot of vegans won't agree with that I think. I think one of the things you can do is, I like, there are some things that are really hard to give up. I get that. There are are some things I still think about now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, I understand that. But I, I think most vegans do. There are some vegans who don't, where taste is the biggest factor. I think that is the biggest factor when it comes to food, regardless if you consider yourself super healthy or you don't or whatever your diet is. Like, I think taste is the biggest factor for all people. You have to like what you eat. Like, mm-hmm. it goes without saying. Um, so I think something that you could try doing to, like, transition into the cheese, non-dairy cheese world is split it 50 50 like if you're making mac and cheese use 50 percent dairy cheese and 50 percent vegan cheese and like slowly incorporate it into it and even if that's the furthest you go with it you're still using half the amount of dairy cheese you would have than before oh that is a really good tip you can kind of still get that flavor and texture that non-dairy cheese hasn't really been able to hit quite yet um but you're still getting rid of some of the harm that you're causing and if we are talking about, even though you you thought that mac and cheese was maybe not a good dish to start with, I feel like it might be more forgiving than, let's say, a cheese pizza. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because Do not start cheese with cheese on pizza. pizza. It's not quite what you're going to be looking for yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely don't start with cheese pizza. Yeah. So mac and cheese, like some kind of like melted cheesy sauce might actually be better or even grilled cheese. Yeah, I think grilled cheese, a cheese sauce, mac and cheese, like a queso dip. I think those things are pretty, those, they're some not bad vegan substitutes. And even if, again, even if it's not exact, they taste really freaking good still. Um, But I would, yeah, do not start with pizza. Do (laughs) not. (laughs) No, like in all honesty, the options we have here in Canada are not there yet, but that's okay. Because you can put lots of other toppings on your pizza that help it out for now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I also firmly believe that like the products are only getting better, you know? Like I have, every time I say, you know, this product isn't quite there or, you know, we don't have a a lot of seafood options or something like that. But I, disclaimer, I feel like we're going to get there because of how fast and how often new products are coming out. Yeah. And honestly, like... There's been, like, there was a couple, like, I think we are lacking in seafood still, but there's still a couple that are, like, really good. Like, Gardein, I don't know what they're doing, and they've been doing it for years, but they kill it. It's great. It's so good. Like, those fillets? Those crispy fillets? I don't, I don't know how don't they understand. do it. They're so delicious. <laughs> it's almost scary. Yeah. I, they get, like, the slime that you get with fish, and it, like, blows my mind. Yeah. I don't sometimes know how. it's too fishy to eat a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> I also think another thing to consider when you're shaking up your diet, especially if you're not someone who does it very often, um, like it might have been easier for me because I was somebody who changed my diet a lot. (laughs) Like I was vegetarian in high school for a good chunk of time. So like I'm used to kind of just shifting things. I was never really tied down to a diet. Uh, For those who aren't, for those who grew up eating the same things they're eating now, most likely, um, I think one of the things when you're switching to a plant-based diet is... Don't get caught up in all of these like specialty plant-based ingredients that a lot of vegans use. Stick to the things you really enjoy, that you know you enjoy. So like you don't have to all of a sudden buy a giant bag of nooch if you've never tried it before just because you see a lot of vegans using it. Like, I am you, so glad you said nooch. <laughs> like you can, you can stick to the things that you know and love. Like stick to the vegetables you really like. You don't have to start trying all these new vegetables. Stick to... Like certain things you know you really like and that will, I think that will help you in the transition rather than completely overhauling your entire diet. Yeah. And I think Nooch alone deserves a little bit more of a disclaimer than most vegans will give in their (laughs) recipes because it does taste good, but it is a balance. Yeah. You can put, you can very easily put too much. And I find a lot of recipes can do that. And then there's this underlying flavor and you're like, there's something there that's just a little bit overpowering and it's not quite what I want it to be. And it's usually nooch. So (laughs) I would say if you are new to vegan cooking, don't go like gradually add more nooch. Start on the low end and kind of get used to like how much noochy flavor you like in your food. Yeah. I think think one of the reasons people can find going plant-based or vegan really intimidating is because not only do you have to eliminate certain things from your diet, but oftentimes you think you're overhauling your diet because all of a sudden, you know, a lot of vegans out there don't use soy sauce. Not that soy sauce isn't vegan, but they use tamari or they use this and you feel like, oh, I have all these things 
but most of the vegan recipes I see don't have these things so I have to buy all these new things and it can be so much more overwhelming when you're like this is a new ingredient to me this is I had this in my fridge how do I use this because nobody's using it in vegan recipes like all this kind of stuff so like just don't stress about overhauling everything like just look at like look at the dishes that you already eat that are so close to vegetarian or plant-based and be like can I just take something out and maybe it be the same or you know find a quick substitute for that one ingredient that might not be vegan or vegetarian like you don't have to all of a sudden go from eating steaks to eating salads oh my god don't do that (laughs) don't yeah you'll be unhappy you'll be hungry you will not like veganism and it will just be because you didn't balance out right because trading a steak for a salad your body's gonna be like hey we need some more Yes, (laughs) but it does kind of lead to, you mentioned it before, the vegetables that you already know, spend a little bit more time with them. Like a lot of, (laughs) spend a little bit more time with vegetables, you know, get to know them on a deeper (laughs) level. You know, they're great people too. (laughs) Let's level up that relationship status. (laughs) Because I do think if you start looking at well, what's making the meat item in my menu taste so good? Sometimes it is the fact that you're putting a little bit more attention into seasoning it or layering the flavors. So what happens if you just do that to the vegetables too? I think that's a smart thing is that um, because we've said it a bunch of times is I feel like the reason people get so intimidating by eating a vegetarian or a vegan diet is because they're not used to how good vegetables can taste like not everybody treat like a lot of people just not that these are bad but a lot of times you put salt and pepper roast them in the oven and those can be really good too but like you can do so many cool things with vegetables in cooking (laughs) yeah yeah which is maybe a good thing to start with throughout maybe like one of the first habits you should do is when you are looking up a vegan Uh, recipe don't necessarily look for the one that is like a replica of something else look for the ones that are vegetable centered and cooked by a vegan because then one okay you're gonna get to know your vegetables better but also it's coming from somebody who cooks that way like very vegetable forward thinking already so there's not as many cooks that might be good at that like I keep thinking about the way Samin Nosrat talks about prepping vegetables in salt fat acid heat yes and just that adapting that mindset to your vegetables so i think where you get vegetable centered recipes from kind of matters yeah i agree i i question any recipe where the seasoning's only salt and pepper yes question it hard (laughs) yeah and going back to something else you said about having to go out and buy all these new ingredients and what do you do with the ones existing in your fridge that's another vote for like not going cold turkey because you also don't want to waste food so use up what you have and like incorporate things slowly don't worry about cutting things out and then all of that going to waste like if you have some regular mayo still in your fridge use that up and then get the vegan mayo right and mayo is actually a really good one to swap out pretty easily Yeah, Yeah, my parents use vegan mayo now because it tastes exactly the same. Yeah, can you notice the difference? I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I also think margarine and butter is a super easy substitute for a lot of people. 
Um, my parents also use vegan butter now. So like I'm, I'm basing this all off of what my parents have substituted to <laughs> vegan that determines what's an easy swap to me. <laughs> mayo was 100% the same in my house. Like there's only one kind of mayo and it wasn't a problem. Yeah, my mom also recently started doing non-dairy yogurt because she found one she really liked. So she made that Mine switch. Mine too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I also, I do find like, I know yogurt, I don't, I haven't tried a lot of yogurt. I'm a plain yogurt person. So maybe I'm not the best judge of this, but I don't find yogurt a bad substitute either. I think that means a lot more coming from you because you are a lot more specific about yogurt, whereas I'm I'm not also because I usually pick the sweeter ones, so they are more forgiving anyways. So I usually say I'm not a good judge of a yogurt because I don't think I'm looking for the yogurt taste, the classic yogurt feel, whereas you are. So usually when somebody like my parents or something is like, oh, is this a good yogurt? I was like, well, let me tell you what Kat thinks about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. I am very picky when it comes to yogurt because I'm not the biggest yogurt fan to begin with like I didn't eat a lot of yogurt but I like it when there's a particular flavor to it because <laughs> it well it's a texture thing and it's got to have the right amount of tang to it right yes is that what tang is? is key yeah. yeah and see when they put sugar in there I'm like what tang <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah I think um again I don't know if this is just available in Canada but I think if you can get it the Maison Riviera one is the best vegan yogurt you could get. And it's even coconut based. Yeah, blows my mind. Because like the President's Choice coconut based one is terrible. Hey, <laughs> I like the vanilla, but you know, that vanilla <laughs> but I is mean, doing a lot of work. <laughs> that's what I do think. I think if you if you like a flavored yogurt, you'll probably find one pretty easily because any kind of like resemblance to yogurt is gone because there's raspberries or blueberries or whatever in it oh yeah (laughs) i will say though the one that my mom has switched to now is the president's choice plain oat one so and she's pretty picky about yogurt but she's been eating that one probably for a couple months now so maybe oat yogurt is also a good place for people to start maybe maybe but again all the brands are so different that it really, it can be tough. That's actually a good point to bring up is when you're trying substitutes, don't write off all of them because you had a bad one. Oh my Every gosh, Every brand, yes. when it comes to cheese, yogurt, anything. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. They're all incredibly different. Like for like most people, I think it's fair to think soy milk is soy milk. Like, oh yeah. Every brand of soy milk will taste the same. Not true. Absolutely <laughs> not true. You have like if you don't if you buy one and you don't like it, that's fine. Don't but just don't write off soy milk or yogurt or whatever it is because you did you found one you didn't like. Just try a different brand. Yeah, and with the milks especially, not just the taste, but maybe also how they act in your cooking. Yeah. Or your baking. I think um another thing I want to mention for people who want to incorporate more plant-based this January, but don't want to go full on plant-based. Um, I think baking is a really easy place to substitute. Yes, I would say try baking first. Yeah, I think it's a great place. If you love cookies, cakes, cupcakes, whatever it is. Muffins. Yeah, I think getting vegan butter, non-dairy milk, and flax egg. Super simple swaps. Pretty straightforward. Check out our blog for recipes. There's great ones. Um, You will not miss 
in most most baking there are some baking that is very hard to do um things that really heavily rely on milk or heavily rely on eggs very difficult to do in a plant-based diet but like for the basic things like cookies cakes loaves that kind of stuff you can so easily swap it out and i promise you the non-dairy milk could be a factor here like i think if you're gonna bake try soy milk or an oat milk something more neutral um but i promise you you probably will not notice the difference yeah no i i do think that baking is actually a really good gateway into more plant-based options in your life like obviously those aren't your meals but it's still kind of getting you accustomed to working with these different ingredients that don't actually act that different or taste that different in the end result yes one of the last things I think I would recommend people do and I think it's sometimes missed in the veganuary hype is just research like maybe instead of going plant-based or doing like maybe just use January to look into you know what is vegan protein what is substitutes for iron like what is sources of iron for in a vegan or a plant-based diet um look up blogs look up things like get yourself set up to maybe try plant-based later on or try some swaps here and there like use january as a time to really research and actually understand the swaps you're doing because i find again that's another thing people don't set themselves up for success when it comes to switching to a plant-based diet you know it's we we're not taught much about food growing up so it's hard to understand, even for even for me, who's been vegan almost eight years, it's still hard to understand sometimes what is a good source of iron or what's a good source of protein. So do that research in January. Who cares if you switch, if you don't go plant-based in January at all, or even if you don't swip, switch out a single meal, start doing research of what you can do eventually. And that research can look like a following plant-based creators on YouTube or Instagram or things like that. And the thing is when you are following or looking for people who are plant-based, don't stop at one person because there's there are so many different kinds of plant-based lifestyle and creators that you might, the first few you find might not resonate with you or reflect the way you feel about food or veganism. So keep looking through until you find somebody that feels like that's the way I want to approach my food yeah yeah and last but not least just don't got don't get caught up in the health of it all no a beyond burger is not healthy yeah I think that's the biggest thing is that people automatically assume I go vegan I'm now healthy no <laughs> and like you don't have to be there's nothing wrong with enjoying a diet full of processed foods Devin and I have those diets. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that. So I feel like just don't get caught up in this whole like, oh, veganism is a cure for everything. It's not. I promise you it is not. <laughs> it is It is a cure for nothing. Yeah. It's not the miracle change that a lot of people sometimes say that it is. I don't find I don't find that with it. Yeah. I didn't lose any weight when I went vegan. I still have anxiety. I still have asthma. I still get acne. Veganism doesn't cure anything. <laughs> no, I don't feel more energetic. I don't recover faster from workouts. No. I don't am I doing something wrong? Probably, but you know what? <laughs> I am your average person. So, yes. We are doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think just don't get too caught up in the health of it all. I think that's a very easy way to set yourself up for failure in a vegan diet. Because even though to us that feels like such an old school way of looking at veganism, it is still probably the loudest way that you'll see when you first start looking into it just because that's kind of been the perspective on it for so long that it's just higher up in that those search results you know it just feels like you're more likely to see that message even though to us it's like that's outdated that's not the way we want to talk about veganism I still hear it like from like um my parents friends and things I remember this one time we had a barbecue in the backyard I had beyond sausage they had all their burgers and things and um they asked they're like well is it healthier than like an like if i swapped out my beef burger for the beyond burgers it healthier i was like probably not i was like i don't know i didn't look at the i don't know what the health of a burger is versus the health of a beyond burger i was like but probably not and they're like then what's the point i was like i don't know you're not killing an animal less environmental damage sometimes most of the yeah. time yeah <laughs> i was like so a lot of people like that's their thing is like why would i eat vegan if it's not healthier so i think I think that's also another good thing to do in January is look up the many reasons people go vegan and plant-based. You know, it's not just healthier. Most of the time it's not. I didn't go vegan because I thought it was healthier. No, no, because that would not have been sustainable for me. (laughs) That's for sure. Yo, no, I want chips. I want burgers. I want sausages. I want cheese. (laughs) Like vegetables are nice, but I do not like salads. No, oh my goodness, I hate salads. I had a salad the other day. (laughs) So like I finished, like I, okay, I don't mind salads, but like I made a salad and I didn't finish it and I just left it in the bowl and Hatch was like, what's going on? I was like, there was something funky in it. I don't know. I don't like untoasted pine nuts. That salad wasn't good. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. There's just not a lot of good salads. Yeah, I need, like, professionally made salads. I don't know how to make good salads at home unless it's a Caesar salad. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why there's so many different forms of veganism. (laughs) Yeah. Devin, actually, a good way to end off this podcast, do we want to shout out some of our great vegan creators that people can follow if they want to incorporate more veganism into their feeds? Heck, yeah, we do. Yes. Um, So, first... Lisa, be a vegan, follow. Not only is she hilarious, she's great. She makes delicious, delicious recipes. Um, Yeah, and she's just a great source for vegan information. Mm -hmm. Lots of different kinds of vegan information too. Yeah. Um, The other name that came to mind almost right away was Allie Lazare. She is a cookbook author. She's on Instagram sharing recipes. I say her name because one, we really like her cookbooks. We've reviewed all of them on our YouTube channel. But also, even with what she creates just on Instagram, it's a lot of the food that you've always, or in North America, the food that you've seen or you've grown up with, but in a vegan way. Because she's also like, she has kids, so she's also cooking vegan food for kids too. So sometimes it just feels like, oh, she made a vegan cheese ball. And that's exactly something that, like, I would love to make. You know, like, sometimes she just does those little things that actually, if you start making some of those as testers and samples, are a really good place to start. It, it just feels, like, overall, very approachable. Yeah. Another one that came to mind. Another Lisa. 
Okonomi Kitchen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Not only like I think she's doing amazing, um, delicious Asian cuisine, Asian inspired recipes. Lisa's recipes are one of those that like if you don't look at that and immediately start like drooling, like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like they are just like that's the thing. Like I look at Lisa's recipes and I'm like, how do people not think vegan food looks delicious? Oh my goodness. Yeah, and she is especially over like twenty twenty one that year. Some of the almost like replica dishes that she was making were just next level. Yeah. You know what? For a lot of baking, I tend to reference Nora Cooks. Not well, to market girl. <laughs> well, if it's one that we haven't done, yeah. then I go. No, that's fine. I don't reference us either. I, yeah, I wasn't going to list us as an influencer that you should look at <laughs> at all. No, I wasn't. Definitely not. Do not look up to market girl on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever. Nowhere. No, don't. No, I really like Nora Cook's vegan. I like her recipes. They're usually pretty easy to follow, simple ingredients. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm trying to think. A lot of the recipes I use aren't vegan recipes. I just veganize them, which is something to work towards for all of us. Yeah, everybody. I feel like you just kind of have to follow her. Lauren Toyota, hot for food. Everybody knows her if you're vegan. <laughs> uh, makes great recipes. Really comfort food. Um, Cook, cookbooks are great highly recommend the cookbooks as well but yeah no I think uh Lauren Toyota is, is a good one to follow yeah she has such a good back catalog of recipes from even ones three years ago when we didn't have some of the products that we have now even those are so so good yeah uh the Korean vegan another one for like food inspo yes oh my goodness so oh, good on tiktok follow on instagram get her cookbook her recipes are pretty intense at times like it's not a quick 30 minute whip up dinner type of recipe um but like delicious like delicious just great to have in your feed honestly just so great well and again we talked about like the different kinds of veganism and the different ways it can look and the different approaches so that's why you kind of want to you know look at different people to see this is i could see myself doing that i could see myself making that and i think the korean vegan is also a good one because uh she veganizes a lot of like what she grew up eating and whether or not it's what you grew up eating um i think it's it's a nice little bit of inspiration to be like oh if she can veganize this dish that she grew up eating why can't i veganize the one i grew up eating so it's nice to be able to see people who are like you know my mom used to make this for me and it's a really it's a childhood favorite and um is able to veganize it really successfully so i think that's a that's good inspo to have yeah i think that's a good list to start with and then mm -hmm. the other thing about following any of those people right now is you know sometimes you'll get those follow chains where vegans are kind of shouting out other vegans that they really like their content of. I feel like that's really likely to happen throughout Veganuary too. So you follow a couple and you'll quickly learn about more. Yeah. You'll learn about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Say it like it's a good thing. <laughs> no, it's a great thing. You'll learn about so many vegan friends. <laughs> yeah. I think, again, nothing wrong if you are doing Veganuary. But, you know, don't stress out too much about it yeah moral of the story there there are more than one there is more than one way to approach veganuary 
Yes. And if you're feeling like trying a plant-based recipe this year, uh, or this year, yeah, this, this month, year. <laughs> this month, try our mushroom wings. Oh my Highly goodness. recommend. <laughs> Oyster mushrooms are your friend. So good. Yeah. That is one thing that you will want to add to your diet. Oyster mushrooms. Oh, so good. The best. <laughs> Actually, Devin, yeah. Do you have a recipe you'd recommend from our catalog of recipes? Well, now I can't stop thinking about oyster mushrooms. <laughs> the the buffalo sandwich. The oyster mushroom buffalo sandwich. Yeah, I would recommend that one first. One, because if you don't want to deep fry, they're not deep fried. They're air fried. It's really, really great. And they taste so, 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 so good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. All right. Well, have a good January, everybody. Yeah, and you can find our recipes at twomarketgirls.com or twomarketgirls on YouTube and all of the socials. And we follow a lot of good vegans that you can check out as well. So there's lots of exciting food for you to try this month and throughout the year. Yeah. And if you ever have any questions, send us a DM. We're happy to help answer it. Yeah. There might be a little bit of a delay in answering it. I'm bad with the DMs, but we'll answer it eventually. <laughs> trying to have a healthy relationship with social media. We are, yeah. isn't actually healthy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. You won't see us. <laughs> you won't see us. <laughs> but you'll hear us. Bye.